Hi, welcome or welcome back to Ramble On With Ella and this podcast is all about classic rock and anything and everything to do with the 70s because I absolutely love that. So today is my first actual episode where I will be discussing something and I'm going to be talking about today whether I think that the film or the movie, whatever you want to call it, almost famous, if it glamorised groupie culture or not. Uh, to start with, um, basically, I got a mic because my friend Lily, who listened to my introduction, she was like, Ella, I can't listen to this because of how muffled it is. So I'm just testing it out with this microphone I got. I mean, I'm not sure if it's any good, but we'll give it a go. And also, I've had my second COVID job, so I'm feeling a bit feeling a bit off. So we'll just have to see how this goes. But, you know, the reason I've decided to choose and talk about this topic is because I feel like the film captures the 70s perfectly the good bad and the ugly and I feel like it's a great way to start off my podcast series um but I'll give you a bit of backstory so my tiktok account used to be called wannabe rock and roll groupie now I have changed the name since um a lot of people on tiktok who are in within like the 60s 70s 80s etc fandoms either you know use the word groupie a lot or they despise a word so personally when I started my TikTok account um in the summer last year I didn't really think about the meaning behind the word groupie because the actual definition when it comes up on Google when you first type it in is a fan of a rock group who usually follows the group around or concerts however there are like negative you know connotations of the word groupie and basically it means someone who sleeps with rock stars which is it depends if you want to be associated with that or not um but when you think about how awful groupie culture was especially to do with girls who were underage um for example steven tyler the lead singer of aerosmith um this is all apparently i can't really say if this is 100 percent true or not but i mean i found some sources online so in 1975 steven tyler apparently convinced the parents of a 14-year-old, some sites say 16-year-old groupie called Julia, um, convinced her parents to sign over guardianship to him so that she could live with him in Boston. Um, He was 27 at the time and dated and did drugs with her for three years until they eventually broke up after an unplanned pregnancy, which ended in an abortion, which obviously is disgusting and is vile. So, that's when I kind of decided to think about whether I really wanted to, you know, call, want to be a groupie when um, many underage girls and, you know, even people who are of legal age to give consent were treated in this awful way by people they idolised. And to add to this, Iggy Pop, he admitted to this in a song, slept with a 13-year-old, um, on his 1996 album he admits to it and it it basically talks about his involvement with the famous groupie sable star so their lyrics say i slept with sable star when she was 13 her parents were too rich to do anything now i feel like back then this was classified as normal you didn't i don't think you really heard much about it in the news or if it was publicised that much or not. But I feel like if any of this happened within the past 20 years or so, 
probably even longer than that, then there'd be so much hate and there'd be a lot of, um, like, there'd be a lot of publicisation of um, these events in the media. And I had to, I did not know this about Iggy Pop or Steven Tyler. Maybe that's because I don't really listen to Aerosmith or Iggy Pop, etc. I'm not really, I don't really listen to them. I have a few Aerosmith songs on my playlist and everything, but I did have to like Google and one of my friends told me about Steven Tyler and about um, how he just can't listen to Aerosmith anymore after that. So that's a bit of background on groupie culture, especially to do with underage people. And I'm saying, you know, if you are of legal age to give consent and you are, you want to call yourself a groupie or whatever or you want to be a groupie then that is fine as long as you kind of know what you're getting yourself into um but a lot of these underage girls as well would have been manipulated by these men who they idolized and loved so much so if you didn't know what groupie culture was or you didn't know what a groupie actually was and how it is seen in a lot of these rock fandoms then that was just a bit of an introduction so let's begin so Obviously, this is going to contain spoilers, so if you haven't seen Almost Famous and you want to watch it without anything being ruined by me, um, then I suggest this probably isn't the episode for you to listen to. However, if you're not really bothered about spoilers or you've already seen the film and want to hear my opinion on this situation, then carry on listening. But to start off with, I love the film. It's one of my all-time favourites and the soundtrack is amazing, especially because of the Elton John song Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatters and I love the scene that it's playing to in the background. I just think it's perfect um, and it's one of the most underrated Elton John songs, I think. Um, I also think that Stillwater is one of the best fictional bands created and I love fever dog and loved it loved thing the songs that they perform in the film and the whole vibe of the film is so nostalgic even though i wasn't alive in the 70s but this film wasn't filmed in the 70s it was actually filmed in the year 2000 but they captured the whole 1970s feel so well so the character i'm going to be discussing for the most part is penny lane she is you know the main groupie or as she calls herself a band-aid but I think anyone who's seen the film like realise she is actually a groupie so to start off with we don't actually know Penny Lane's age but it wouldn't be a shock if she was underage you know the whole the whole scene with her and William discussing the age we it's, it's very unclear how old she actually is because she doesn't look 16 a lot of people think she's 18 or however old but we I can't really base it upon whether she was legal or not um I think it's fine to want to have a similar carefree personality and live her somewhat glamorous lifestyle and I'm emphasizing on the part where I said somewhat um I think she's a really sweet character and I think by them making Penny's character so likeable and having you know the distinct style and the Afghan coat makes a younger and more impressionable audience look up to her because I know when I first watched the film I wanted to live like her I wanted to go touring with bands but then when I started to re-watch the film more than once then I realized how that they do show the dark side of it but right now I'm just talking about how at points they do glamorise, you know, groupie lifestyle and the culture. Um, 
so the exposure to the band itself and by them showing how fun the parties are when a lot of the people there would have been underage um i think for an audience not even just younger audiences watching the film um there's a there's a part of you that would just want to live that life you you know you're touring with people that you idolize and having bonds and romantic relationships with these rock stars that people look up to incredible amounts like idolize them as i said um i think it's a dream for some people and if they don't take into account the dark parts of this film then they will it does glamorize groupie culture in, in that kind of sense i think um and also creating friendships with other people you meet you see how penny and her band aid friends um how well they get along how tight-knit group they are i think people might even want friendships like that not even just um just the romantic relationships with rock stars i think the friendships that are formed in this film they are really sweet in a way but as i said you do need to keep into account um how disturbing groupie culture could be and how these girls could get used so going back um to my point about penny's age we aren't actually sure how old she is as i said but if she was 16 in the united states um the age of consent varies from each state so it's usually 16 17 or 18 and if they were in a state where penny was sick let's say she was 16 and the age of consent was 17 or 18 that is statutory rape which is going on because we do it's clearly shown that penny and russell have an intimate relationship in that way and that i think that also is like a does show how disturbing it could get and either way if she was 16 and the age of consent was 16 let's just think about the age difference this man russell is probably you know in his late 20s maybe even early 30s i can't find much about it online so correct me if i'm wrong well i'm sorry if i'm wrong you can't really correct me if i'm wrong but it just it just show the dark side to it so to add to this it does unglamorize it at the same time um you know in the scene where william tells penny that how russell wanted to sell her for beer it shows that these girls were in love with these older men and they just treated them as objects so they didn't care they just saw them as another girl who wanted to you know have sex with them and you know it kind of upped both of their statuses in a way i think that scene um where william states that to penny telling um her basically how she's being sold like an object and showing how you know russell truly doesn't deeply care about her i think that is a bit of a turning point in the film where that does really clearly show the audience that it's not all just about this glamorous lifestyle about touring with these rock gods and these people that you love and having a great time and getting drunk with them which obviously is illegal but i think everyone drinks underage anyway um but you know showing these young girls um taking these young girls to these bars and whatever um at this young age and these young girls being surrounded by men who are in their late 20s early 30s or 30s and 40s in general just it's just highlight how wrong it is in this film um 
And I do think, yeah, I do think that is a turning point of the film, really showing to the audience that this is what's going on. He doesn't love her. And also the dinner scene where um, Russell's girlfriend, ex-wife, whatever, we don't really know what she is. And Penny's kind of stood there looking at Russell and she gets up and leaves because... These men had other commitments at home, whether they were married, whether they had girlfriends, kids, and these men were sleeping around with these young girls while they had other commitments at home. And it just shows how damaging that is to both parties in this film, how it affected Penny, because eventually we see her kind of inevitable downfall and her overdose where poor young William at the age of 15 witnesses her getting her stomach pumped because it basically it was because of Russell she was so invested and I'm going to keep saying in love because I think it's clear that she was in love with him and he was in love with the idea of of her which you know it sounds very cliche but it is true then towards the very end of the film we do see you know penny getting on, her, on the plane and leaving leaving all behind because it clearly got too much for her and i think that shows perfectly how these situations would end these girls would follow these older men around and you know if they were of age and they had the same idea it was a bit of fun and everything then they wouldn't get hurt but um these men really really took advantage because they knew how much these girls were obsessed with them like and i it is very sad because this is how i'm guessing i'm assuming many of these stories would end you know these young women would go on tour with these bands and or singers whatever and fall for them and you know realize wait they have someone else at home and they in the end it just they they realized that these men didn't care unless you know they had the same idea like they were just gonna have a bit of fun whatever but it's it's never the the young girls fault who get involved with them it's the men that take advantage of them so all in all i think that almost famous does a great job of showing the good bad and the ugly um i think you know obviously there were there was going to be glamorous aspects because it was the 70s and it was it was fun at times and then there's a point where it went too far and i think it shows the downfall of penny very well but it also highlights um how groupie culture can be glamorized in a way if the audience it, it just depends the audience is watching it and how impressionable they are because and what they really pay attention to because i watched it for the first time and i remember seeing penny and being like i want to be her because she's so cool she she dresses like how i want to dress and i would i would love that lifestyle however you do also have to think about how these men were just using them and then kind of throwing them away like they were nothing to them. So I do think that this film does a great job of, you know, highlighting both aspects of this culture. This wasn't a review of the film. It was just I was just trying to discuss about, um, you know, whether I feel like almost famous glamorized groupie, like being a groupie and whatever. Um, but 
if you haven't seen this film, even though I've ruined most of it for you, I think it's a definite watch. It is one of my favourite films, as I said. The soundtrack is incredible, I think. And it just it's just a really feel-good film, up until a point where it, it kind of snaps back into reality and shows what it was like. But, um, back to what I was saying, kind of in my introduction about the topic... Um, I did not realise that on TikTok, if you called yourself a groupie, that you'd get so much backlash for it. Because obviously when I chose my username, as I said, I didn't really understand the term and how underage girls got, you know, tossed about like they were worthless. Um, But I've seen um, a lot of TikToks and comments... um, which I'm not going to say they were aimed at me, but one of the comments was like, um, yeah, and I always see loads of these accounts that say, like, wannabe groupie. And I said, oh, well, my TikTok name was literally wannabe rock and roll groupie, but um, I'll just pretend that's not aimed at me. But this person who commented that did follow me, by the way, so I, I am kind of assuming it is aimed at me. Um, but I didn't realise that. You, I feel like people who are calling themselves groupies, they need to be educated about it like I was instead of being told off um and it just kind of depends what you want to associate yourself with um and your age I think plays a huge part if you're creating an account like this and calling yourself a groupie then whether you're underage or not because I know a lot of um 14 year olds and even younger calling themselves groupies and um I don't think they would fully understand they fully understand the meaning like I didn't when I first made my account, but I'm glad I'm more aware of it. And now that is kind of my personal choice. Let's say in the future, I decided my I wanted to become a groupie. Not that I do, but let's say I did, then that would be my decision. And um, I would just hope that the men wouldn't be as fucked up as Russell Hammond is and many other men, as I was talking about him. Steven Tyler and Iggy Pop and many more. There's countless more stories, but those are just two that, um, you know, um, caught my eye for me to talk about in this podcast. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. If if you are, if you want to be a groupie, if that is your life aspiration, then that is your own choice. As long as you're um, of age and consent is involved, and yeah, but also know when too far is too far in the way that you're being treated by these men um i'm giving like life advice if i'm old enough to be doing that but anyways thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it and um i'll be posting my next episode soon but if you have any topics that you would like me to discuss or any questions or anything i mean that's if you are not a friend who's watching this or a member of my family who I've told to not watch listen um that's if you're not a friend or someone or a member of my family that I've forced to listen to this and that's if you randomly found me then um feel free to go to my tiktok account it's at wannabe rock and roller change from wannabe rock and roll groupie (laughs) and just leave a comment on any of my videos or dm me or whatever so yeah thank you so much for listening and i hope you enjoyed um this episode wasn't too rambly i don't know what else to say because my first um my introduction 
um, my introduction episode, I think that really showed why my um, my podcast is, is called Ramble On With Ella, because I was rambling on about just stuff, but I think the next episode, I don't think I'm going to be doing a discussion, I think I'll just be talking about, um, you know, albums that I love and stuff, and talking about maybe 70s fashion, but I don't know, but yeah, again, thank you so much for listening.